0: Hello and welcome to the Joanne Haverson podcast. It's a real pleasure to have you join me for this new season and it's great to be back and I'm really thrilled to share with you some of what we have in store. But first I'd like to say thank you. Thank you to everybody who took the trouble to send me a message or write me a note or comment on the Christmas gift that we sent you all which was a lovely research paper by my colleagues, John Sharkey and Mark Flanagan, all about fascia and the word, what it means, and what it means in the world to define this connective tissue matrix that every single one of us walks around with and as. And they asked some really important questions. They developed some of the recent ideas in this paper. It's a discussion paper, and it's a super valuable resource for anyone out in the world learning about myofascial release or using myofascial awareness in their practice because basically it's changing how we teach movement, how we do manual therapy, how we work as movement and manual practitioners. It's changing our language of cueing in the classroom and it's really important to at least know what questions are being asked in the world and also to appreciate that where we read about these things and how we learn about these things historically And in more recent, like social media environments actually kind of matters. It weaves a whole web together and searching for global definitions is a really valuable thing to do. So if you didn't hear that podcast, and judging by the feedback I've had, a lot of people really loved having the whole paper translated and others just appreciated the link so they could read it for themselves. Do go back to that particular podcast, either in Spotify or Apple or any of the podcast platforms, or you can go to my website, com forward slash podcasts, and you'll be able to pick it up. And in the show notes, you will have a direct link to the paper. So if you haven't read it, please do go there and find out about it because it's a, a super valuable gift to us all. Thank you, John Sharkey and Mark Flanagan. So, We've got a lovely mixture of episodes coming up, which include some gorgeous interviews with well-known and not so well-known people, micro fame and big fame in the world of fascia and myofascia release. But the truth is, all of us are working with it anyway. And one of the things I love to explore is how we work as a collective and how we can contribute to each other's work just by hearing how we're all managing it. So I have the good fortune to work with a huge number of people in the research field, scientists, practitioners, colleagues, friends, and people who didn't realise how valuable the way they work was. And they may not be so well known out in the world, but they've agreed to come and talk to me and share their wonderful insights. Because to me, we can all make a difference. We're all seeking to make a difference to other people. And whether you're a practitioner or not, there's a superpower in understanding that inner awareness that actually fascia brings. So it's something I love exploring. And I've got lots of guests exploring it with me coming up this year. I've also got some fabulous news, which, well, it's fabulous for me, which is a new book called Myofascial Magic in Action that's coming out at the end of this year, 2024. And some of the podcast episodes are with my partner in crime, and my own magic, Paul Thornley. And I like to call Paul the master chef, the Gordon Ramsay of master chefery in movement. And what do I mean by that? Well, Paul really is a movement master. He's a triple black belt in karate. He's advanced in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and he is a fabulous Pilates instructor trainer. And he's been working for decades and decades in movement and manual therapy of neuromuscular training. He's a neuromuscular therapist. And it's an absolute joy to me to work with him as we bring both yoga and Pilates together and all types of movements, be it dance, be it martial arts, as I've said, working with myofascial magic in action is like the seasoning and the sauces and the speciality Je ne sais quoi that a master chef brings to their cooking. So, we're not teaching you a new modality. We're offering you these fascinating insights into how the myofascial body actually works. And any qualified movement teacher can include these micro movements and these suites of movements, these tiny kind of spices and additions to their existing recipes to transform their teaching. And it's tried and tested. We've taken it around the world. We've worked with teachers of every movement stripe and every manual therapy discipline, and it works. That's all I can say. And it works in, I think we're up to 12 languages that we've shared in and been translated into. And although the course is only available in English at the moment, watch this space. So that course is what the book's based on, and that book is coming out. And I'm going to tell you in this podcast episode the story of how the book came about, because you might enjoy it and you might kind of get the magic. But I also just want to say, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because it's come from largely your comments to me, your feedback, the lovely emails I get in response to this podcast, your Instagram direct messages and your Facebook messages and your Just working with me in the anatomy lab and in the courses that I teach around the world. So, the story of myofascial magic in action came about after I had completed the first edition of Yoga, Fascia, Anatomy and Movement. And back then, my publishers set up a workshop and they made a flyer to put the workshop based on the book Yoga, Fascia, Anatomy and Movement into the world. And it didn't really work. And when I read the flyer, it all sounded so advanced and so complicated and so formal that, quite frankly, I was able to say, if I read this flyer, it would put me off. It literally scared me. So out of that, I created something called ABC, Anatomy Basic Course. And I taught it locally to some local yoga teachers that I'd worked with. And they loved it. And we started a little series of six-week workshops where they would love coming over for about three hours, these lovely yummy mummy yoga teachers and and their colleagues. You didn't have to be a yummy mummy to be there, but it kind of became our Friday afternoon interval where we talked all things anatomy and learned all things myofascial magic although I didn't call it that at the time. And that grew into working all over the UK, in London, Manchester and various places. And then I was invited to do the same course abroad and set it up as a series of workshops in Paris and Athens. And it was booked to go to Scandinavia. And then eventually I was invited to teach it in America. And all of this happened and was set up and we started running the courses very regularly here. When the pandemic hit in 2020 and it was necessary for everybody to pivot, which we did to some extent and took it online, but something didn't translate and I really held on to that. And so I changed the format of the course and made them into ABC masterclasses online, but in short series And we interacted online in Zoom sessions and we managed to really animate the questions that people had as a result of even studying fascia quite intensely or having read my book or having read other people's books on the field. It's just how do I put this into practice? How do I translate this into the movement I do? Now, this was a very key question for me because everybody teaches movement uniquely. Everybody moves uniquely. I do me, you do you. And even if we've studied one particular type of yoga or one particular type of Pilates or one type of martial art or one kind of dance, we all often get quite loyal to our own lineage. But there are so many common denominators that make movement delicious or not, nutritious to the body or not, that I really sought the common denominators that everybody could use, whatever their practice. And gradually, people asked me, manual practitioners, because I'm also a manual practitioner, asked me to incorporate these kind of micro-movement practices for them so they could teach them to their clients. And magic started to happen. Differences were made, and I started to notice how important the subtle movements I'd been taught in restorative yoga could somehow be translated, at least in part, to season many different kinds of movement modalities. Now, you may say, oh yeah, I know all about micro-movement and I know all about that. Yeah, yeah, you're just talking about being propped up on a cushion and resting and relaxing. And actually, I'm not talking about that. What I was talking about was As I learned more and more about the deeper sensory awareness of the fascial matrix and the fact that it's myofascial integration is so completely not about separate muscles and how they move angles of the body at joints, that I would go to a conference and listen to sort of biomechanically led or classic anatomical discussion about movement or getting results, going for gold at the Olympics or whatever the context was, often working with particular musculoskeletal diseases. And I'd be listening and I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. What about, what about this? And what about this? And so I started asking new questions. And I have to say over the years and with the privilege of working with John Sharkey in the anatomy lab, John is a clinical anatomist. So I've actually never met anybody who understands the integration of anatomy into practice quite like he does. I just, my questions started changing and I started formulating different ways of applying the newest research and knowledge about fascia. I had the privilege of working with Robert Schleip for several years before Fascial Fitness was released. And then when it was, I worked with him on that teaching and Again, I still became fascinated, not so much at forming a new movement modality, but in the value of certain ways of moving, certain principles that are absolutely key to the human body. So those of you that know me know that I'm a manual therapist as well, a structural integrator, otherwise known as Rolfing, and I work with a lot of people who've had surgeries and scar tissue, helping them to move better so that they don't need me and they don't need to come and see me. And they can work with their own fascial matrix and not be stopped by injury as far as that's possible. And then as spirit would have it, I found out for myself directly what happens after surgical intervention when you can't move and I had to go right back to the drawing board. I had a diagnosis of breast cancer and I had to have various surgeries and find out what happens when you come home from hospital with a broken wing and you really don't want to move and you really don't feel able to move and you're wondering what it all means. Now for me, the vulnerability also included the fact that I'd worked with several clients who'd been sent to me by other practitioners for to get results and get them moving again after something called cording and tethering, which very commonly happens after surgical intervention. And with anything involving the upper arm and the upper limb, of course, you can then have a lot of restriction in what's quite a large range of motion that we would expect to have available. Now, as a yoga teacher, I also knew that anything like a full weight-bearing yoga practice, just a simple pose like dog pose, for example, suddenly was completely out of the question with my arm folded against my body to protect it. And a feeling of, now what? How do I go through this and come out the other side? given what I know and given what I teach and given what I practice, how do I do this? And it was a real moment for me, for me and all the things that come up emotionally and mentally and spiritually for everybody when we have to go through something that is such a cause for concern that includes all kinds of procedures and processes and has such an emotional charge to it. And I sat down very quietly through my meditation, through my prayers, through everything I do, and asked for guidance and asked for reflection of what was going on. And I have some pretty fabulous colleagues in the world, as you all know, And everyone had such gorgeous advice for me and such a contribution of loving care and concern, but somewhere deep inside me, I had to listen to the voice that said, come on, you can't guide others if you don't mean it. And you can't guide them if you can't do it. So how would you teach you? How would you work with you? How would you get you moving? If you were someone else. And then the more mischievous maverick side of my soul just went, you stand kicking if you can't sort this. Look what you've been doing for the last 25 years. Do you really mean it? And I set myself a task. I read all my books. I read all my notes. I asked everybody more questions than they knew what to do with. I drove them all mad and I went back to the drawing board and I made myself a chart. And the chart was seven levels, each one denoted by a color of the rainbow. And within each level, I had three stages. So I had up to three reds, then I went to orange, up to three oranges, then I went to yellow. They were all hearts, obviously, on my chart. And when I had three yellow hearts on my chart, I went up to green. And then when I had three greens, I went to blue. And when I had three blues, I went to indigo. And when I had three indigos, I went to violet. And then I categorized each of the levels, each color with an achievement. So three purple hearts was at the top end of full weight bearing yoga where nobody could tell which side had surgery. I didn't even know if that was possible. And the very beginning of the chart was one red heart where I couldn't move my right arm at all. I could imagine moving it, but I couldn't move it. And I used my imagination to start with. And two red hearts meant I could micro move with painkillers and the assistance of the other arm. And three red hearts meant I could micro move with painkillers and without the assistance of the other arm. So you can imagine I made incremental changes for every single stage within every level, if that makes sense. And I looked at the chart and I thought, okay, three sevens are 21, this is going to be about 21 months, thinking it would take me about a month to get through each stage of each level. And I thought, do you think I could do it in 12 months? So that was my challenge. 12 months instead of 21 months to get from broken wing, can't move wince at the thought of moving to full weight bearing yoga without doing any damage, without any lymphedema, without any problems, because the surgeon had agreed to let me go home after a day without a drain if I looked after myself. We did a kind of a deal. Now, what actually happened was I also gave myself a criteria, which was 12 minutes a day of micro movements and no more. So I didn't do it every day, if I really felt exhausted, I didn't do it. So 12 minutes of micro-movements a day. And to my amazement, my absolute amazement, I was able to do full weight-bearing yoga within 12 weeks, using 12 minutes a day of micro-movements. Because I listened to my tissue I know its language. I speak fluent fascia. You'd hope so after 25 years. And I discovered how exquisitely intelligent this tissue really is. And I was ecstatic. And nobody could tell which side I'd had my surgery within 12 weeks. That's three months of micro movements. And I was so stunned and so thrilled that I was sharing it with John Sharkey, obviously, and my other colleagues, all of whom are on the Magic website. You can see them there where well, there are clinical advisors. And Paul Thornley got very excited because he'd been doing very similar work in Pilates from his background as a Pilates instructor trainer, many decades, a neuromuscular therapist, and also since he was seven years old, a triple black belt in karate and Paul is Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he works with dancers and he was a soldier in the Royal Air Force. And so he knew all about training and he's just an amazing man. I call him the Gordon Ramsay of movement master cheffery. I know there's no such word, but what Paul is so brilliant at is recognising how to bring people back to their true and honest movement patterns and help them to release them. And also to identify the micro-movements that will work for them at the time. And it's a bit like putting that magic sauce or that exquisite spice that changes the flavour of a dish and turns a chef into a master chef. And he has the kind of skill that you see Gordon Ramsay using when he's guiding people and he has the loving compassion that you see Gordon Ramsay using when he's working with people and he wants them to win. And it's incredible to see Paul working with teachers and manual therapists and clients and people of every size, shape, creed, colour, circumstance, conditions, whatever. He's, He's absolutely brilliant. And by this time, something else had happened. I'd been teaching these ABC masterclasses and they'd all gone online in 2020 whenever it was and during lockdown i started doing a little animated cartoon class online about drawing cartoon selfies and just getting myself back into my old art school ways and my publisher who had asked me to write the second edition of yoga fascia anatomy and movement rang me and said would you be interested in publishing the books of the masterclasses? And we talked about it and decided that we would, because they were all based on the book, but they're much more like clarified sections of the book and really easy to apply and much more organized around a practice. And I was writing notes in my book and she caught sight of some of my sketches on the Zoom call and She said, I love those cartoons. Can we use those cartoons? I was like, what do you mean? I was like, no, they're cartoon selfies. They're really silly. They're me doing really goofy, like doing bits of yoga that I do in the day and me just sort of drawing practices and things like that. But they're really cartoons. They're not proper drawings. Well, cut a very long story short. Myofascial magic in action became a book. And it's a very clear story of the history, the mystery, and the magic of the five R's of myofascial magic in action, MMIA. And it all came together and it became a book. And before it became a book, Paul and I created it into a course because it was a sort of a magic that everyone appreciates. And I was then asked, what does MMIA stand for? And I was teaching to a group with Paul online. So I had about 100 people. And instead of saying my facial magic in action, what came out of my mouth was the movement of magical inner awareness. And I went, oh my God, where does that come from? And we were all giggling because that's actually what the book's about. It's about using these particular sequences in this particular order. And it's been very carefully monitored and we tried and tested it around the world with all different people in all different countries, with all different cultures, is that there is a magical inner awareness of how the human myofascial system works by default. And that default is naturally a spiraling recoil system. So we have something in our tissues that we all know when we go dancing, just for fun, which revitalizes us. It re-energizes us. And it's designed to be very economical for the body. It's what we call elastic freedom, meaning that it's stored energy capacity that's metabolically free for the body. And if we can restore that and get out of our own way, magic happens. So completely by accident, I discovered for myself, out of curiosity and necessity, a new way of working in the in-between. So it's not about a new modality. It's not about what's almost become factions. I'm a Pilates teacher. I'm a yoga teacher. Well, I do martial arts. Well, I'm a dancer, as if that's an identity. It's just a way of moving. It's just a way of expressing ourselves. But for me, the fascial matrix, the liquid crystal matrix of our form, expresses each one of us as our living architecture. And it is originally organized, self-organized, to express us as the architect that designed it in a way, in a particular way, in your way for you and my way for me. And we can learn all sorts of subtleties about it if we're listening in. And that inner awareness is literally magical when we understand its dialect. So I think of myself and I think of many of the people that I work with as becoming fascia whisperers. And when you can become your own fascia whisperer and you can listen in to your own requirements, they might not be what you think. Because movement's not an intellectual process. Thinking is, but movement isn't. So when we're listening in without an agenda and just bringing presence to our awareness, like a sort of neutral mirror that we can look in, this magical inner awareness speaks back to us. And almost in spite of what we think, in spite of what we know, regardless of which modality we're in, this magic starts to happen if you know how to animate it. And Paul does. And between us, we created this course and the more people that have taken it, the more magic is coming into this collective. And it's just so exciting because it enabled me to edit the final manuscript from feedback that was absolutely direct. And real life and the book's coming out at the end of this year i'm ever so excited about it and the book is about the history the mystery the magic the five r's of my official magic and each one of those chapters is written by my colleagues john sharkey dr wilbur kelsick dr karen kirkness helen edie and Paul Thorning. Between us, we then go into a whole section of practices, not as many as there are in the course, but nevertheless, there is a huge section of the book with the practices in it. I'm ridiculously excited about it. And currently working on the next one in the series, which is integrity in motion. So I'm really excited about that too, but you'll have to wait to hear about that one. And people that have assisted me and people that have guided me and people that have worked with me and the people that we're working with have all come forward and shared blogs or comments or feedback. And they're all lined up to be guests in the podcast. And if you're not already booked, get in touch with me because I will book you in because it's just so exciting to be part of this collective. And those of you who know me know that I love the idea of a conscious collective that we can all contribute to. It's not a competition. It's not about comparison. It's about the fact that we're all working to make a difference and make a difference to others and serve them and serve ourselves. And this wisdom is already within us if we know how to get out of our own way. And it's been such a meaningful discovery for me. And I'm so excited about the difference that it's made in Paul's world and in the world of the people that he works with. We're just loving doing this course, doing this program, deep and heartfelt thanks to everybody out there who's working with us and everybody that would like to work with us and everybody that's already worked with us. And yeah. Just wanted to let you all know about it. And I'm going to be posting a few of the diagrams. Well, they're not diagrams, they're goofy cartoons. Because even though our understanding of fascia is very scientific, I also think in each one of us, it's the interface of spirit animating us as living matter. And it conducts light and sound through the body, quite literally, scientifically shown on research papers but it makes us creatures of light and sound and if we can hear and listen into ourselves magical things can happen i just wanted to let you know that on the 1st of march my lovely colleague anna Guren of moving fascia and evolve movement And I are both teaching live in person for the Fascia Hub in Windsor. It's going to be a fabulous day. We're ever so excited. And we're going to be sharing with everybody some of the principles of biofascial magic, just that they can take away with them and really feel and appreciate in their bodies. And what we've got in the show notes is the direct link that you can go to the Fascia Hub and book a ticket, because I think there's two or three places left. It's nearly full. Do Go there and check it out. And when you get onto the Fascia Hub website, it will ask you if you're a member or not. I just want to let you know here, you don't have to be a member to come and do this workshop with us. So scroll down that page. The link is in the show notes and you'll be able to sign in for the program if you can join us on Friday the 1st of March for the day. Refreshments provided and lots and lots of movement and some people are coming from all over the world so we'd absolutely love to see you there in person so that you can work with us and really get the sense of the collective myofascial magic working together as, as we understand some of the fundamental principles of fasci integrity, but we actually put them into action. So if you've got a day that you could come and play with us on Friday the 1st of March then check out the link in the show notes and we'd love to see you there. So stay close and I wish you well and keep in touch because there's more to come. Take care.